traditional tabletop and live-action role-playing games through the lens of horror. A special thank you to our Patreons for helping make this podcast possible. Settle in, Thin Bloods, grab a drink in your favorite set of dice, and let the darkness consume you. Thank you for listening to the Gehenna Gaming Podcast. This is Mark, and today's episode is going to be part of a conversation that Rick and I had with Nathan Seaver on the latest 2D10 podcast. You may know Nathan from his work on 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, which he has moved on from to focus on this new exciting project. 2D10 is a cross-channel tabletop gaming media project from Utility Muffin Labs, which focuses on the greater TTRPG universe. To hear the rest of the conversation, go subscribe to the 2D10 podcast and listen to episode 9. And while you're at it, why don't you go subscribe to their YouTube channel as well. There's a whole lot of really cool information that is super useful for GMs. A lot of deep dives, um, character creation videos, and stuff that you can use in-game. So without further ado, here is 2D10. Since we're on the topic of like toxicity in, you know, the various gaming communities, I just want to get your individual perspectives on this kind of like burning thing. I don't know. Um, it's like a terrible rash that um, I keep <laughs> I keep having to scratch. But so talking to certain people, there are people who are completely enamored with like the state of the way things are with, um, you know, what used to be White Wolf, the fifth edition mm. of Vampire, you know, the fifth edition of Werewolf. And then, you know, a lot of people that I've talked to think it's like the end of the world. Um, just as people in the community who contribute, you know, um, entertainment What's your perspective on, like, where do you see this going? How do you, how is your outlook on the future of the world of darkness, the the classic world of darkness we all grew up on? I, I have thoughts, but I'm going to let Rick take this one okay. first. Uh, <laughs> you know, when I first started playing, um, it was right before, well, I, I played like 10 years ago and uh, the group fell apart, right? But I, I got heavily back into role-playing games maybe about three years ago. It's like taking over my life, right? Which is good. And yeah, it will do that. Yeah. So at the time, uh, V20 was all we had. There were, there was nothing else on the horizon. And V5 was announced, and we were very excited. We checked out the Alpha stuff, got even more excited. And, um, you know, it's been good from there, in my opinion. Like, there's been a bumpy road with the release of V5. That's a whole other thing. But... I, I overall like what they've done with the brand. And to go from being like, oh man, this game is so great, but there's nothing else coming out for it. Like Bloodlines was 13 something years ago. You know, they're not making any more V20 stuff, you know, to all of a sudden have White Wolf or at least Paradox, whatever you want to call it now, to have new blood and to have new games coming out with new artwork, new ideas fresh new writers and things. It's super exciting for me. Um, you know, we have so many different games in the fire now between 
the tabletop and the video games along with card games. We've got media, um, like professionally run shows like LA by night. You never thought I'd see something like that for the hobby we love. And it's drawing a lot of other people into other games that I like, like obviously cult and call of Cthulhu. I think world of darkness on a whole, like, you know, people will, will nitpick and things, but from my perspective, I couldn't be happier. I'm super excited. Uh, even just seeing like Onyx Path's weekly notes and how there's three new books that they've pitched that one of them, you know, a couple of them have gotten approved and Chicago by night did so well that and it was such a great book in my opinion that they had when the streets run red and the Chicago folios has kind of like bleed overs, right? We got two extra books out of something on a Kickstarter just because people liked it so much. So right. I, I am super excited. I think, um, I think some things need to happen as far as releases in the future um, and like topics and things that they can cover and touch on. But to see werewolf getting love again is great. I mean, I was shocked that they have a Wraith game coming out, even though it's VR for PlayStation. When, I mean, who would even conceive yeah, right. that they were going to come out with a Wraith video game? It was I, I don't know if anybody could have conceived that Wraith would ever be a thing again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. for real. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's a good time to be a fan of this World of Darkness brand, to, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we're we're experiencing the second golden age um, of, of World of Darkness um, as a transmedia brand. <clears throat> I think it always kind of has been a transmedia brand. The way that it's being reported is that this is kind of this new narrative that's being placed on it. Um, but it really has been. You know, I have... I have the the old school Vampire the Masquerade comics you know, sitting mm -hmm. on my shelf right now. And you know, um, Bloodlines is a game that people play over and over and over and over and again. Um, even the even the first uh, Vampire game before that one is still played by people, and the graphics are horrible. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's fun. Yeah. What, uh, so what is it? Redemption Vampire yeah, Masquerade. Redemption. Redemption. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the one that has uh, has uh, gargoyles in it. Um. But in, in terms of some of the the changes and some of the, I guess call it drama, I don't know, um, revolving around, you know, the transfer um, and the development from White Wolf into now what's what is now World of Darkness, right? Mm -hmm. Because we're looking at it, we're look we're experiencing this rebranding that they're right. doing. And it's very strategic. It's very smart. I think it's very smart. Um, and I think it's also very necessary because at a certain point, the White Wolf brand kind of ran its course. Right. Um, so we're. I'm speculating. I don't have. I don't have any kind of private backdoor information from anybody. But you know, we're looking at like a bus doing business as type of situation where Paradox is basically calling the White Wolf team. Now they're it's the World of Darkness team. And I think that the new World of Darkness team that we have um, are all very. We know all of them very personally, um, and they're all very cool, very talented, and. Obviously, you can you can see what's happening. Um, it's becoming to a point where so many people are gaining more and more interest of of this brand and of, of, of Vampire the Masquerade in particular. Um, in terms of V five and the problems of the release, it was a mess. Um, they that original team didn't launch it properly. Um, and, and obviously there were some development problems with it as well. Um, there were some content issues and I don't think that they got ahead of it or in front of it well enough. I also don't think that they explained it until at, well after the fact. Um, 
And I think at a certain point, you, you saw people grabbing torches and, and pitchforks. Um, and, and you can't help but to be like, sir, the crowd's <laughs> outside. And, you know, you look out the window and there they are. It's like, ah, I got to talk to them. What do I God say? Damn it. Yeah. I, so so uh, I had a conversation uh, just yesterday with a store clerk because he mm -hmm. saw rivals on the back of a magazine that was telling him, oh, I'm, I'm really big in horror gaming. I'm glad you have a good selection. And he's like, oh, yeah, Vampire Fifth Ed. That's like the sparkly edition, right? And I'm like, let me, let me give you a, let me talk to you for a little bit because there's this thing called, that's a really dark. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. there's this thing called hunger die and it can fuck your entire day up real fast, dude. And, uh, no, I, you know, I've, I've heard, uh, very similar criticisms from people and, um, some of these people I respect and I, I like a lot, but I'm like, I don't think you read the books. Um, no, I because, agree. Yeah. My, my issues with, with any of the V five books have never been that they w didn't go heavy on the horror. Like right. my issues were always just like, I have the sort of pedantic, like, oh, I, that doesn't make sense to me, but these aren't like issues with the rule set. You know, these are like, I'm used to five disciplines and now there's, you know, like crap like that, you right. know, not, not like, oh, they they weakened it. No, they didn't. In fact, I feel like maybe in certain areas, they might have like hit the gas a little too hard on the like horror business and that cost them. Well, here's the thing, like with it, with the hunger dice, right? This is a game where you're playing a monster that has to drink blood of people right. in order to survive. And that monster also wants to plot and scheme and take over the world or maybe just destroy it and everyone around you and yourself in the process. Um, it's a game of personal horror and it's a game where you're playing people that are not always necessarily good people. Yeah. You're struggling with this dichotomy be between being a monster and also being immortal. Right. Um, and you're alive forever until someone chops your head off or, or kills you um which means that at a certain point your humanity there's still that loss of humanity there right with hunger dice there's a reminder that you know instead of oh well let's stop uh, real quick and and pick up you know five cc's of of you know typo negative because we're about to go you know raid this primogen's house yeah. right it's it feels very D and D in a way. Yeah. It also feels slightly outdated, um, and it feels very like people call it like super, you know vampire superheroes, which is fun. But at the same time, V five kind of brings it down a level where at, at a certain point that die is those dice when they replace the other die in your pool, and you know you have a bestial failure, which is bound to happen. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going time, to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's only it's only a matter of time. So it's sort of like it feels very much like you are playing a role as kindred. It feels like it on a, on every with every role. You're like I'm a vampire. Every yeah. role you're like I'm gonna I, I need blood. I need something. Even down to the concept of you know you wake up in the morning and you are already down one hunger die and you need to do a rouse check, right? So before yeah. you do anything or in the morning at night, but before you do anything, you have to roll. And that role could set the tone for the rest of the session yeah. and it yeah. could go real bad. I remember yeah. Nate, oh, go ahead if you want. No, no, I, I literally was just co-signing. Cool. Um, I remember one of the books you covered, I think it was Elysium and it was basically how to play a prick elder 
who has, <laughs> you know, gone to his 400th wedding that year or something like that is kind of like how you would describe it to a mortal. Like you're so sick of things that being petty and fucking with people is literally a sport now. Um, yeah. I have a feeling like when I read V5 and when I run V5 and how it does have a, a higher focus on the young that when I play characters or have characters that are obviously older or in Scylla, that's exactly how I see them. And the kind of monstrous behavior and meta of the new V5, I think really lends itself to the view that you that you pretty much nailed on the head in that particular uh, episode. Yeah. I try to, you know, emphasize to folks that, you know, when you sit down to play this vampire, it's, uh, it's not that you just have like a beast that urges you sometimes to like go kill. It's that you're not a human anymore. And you only experience the echoes of the emotions and feelings that you yeah. had before, the memory of them, but you don't yeah. experience true love right. or true desire. You want to possess, you want to consume. And, you know, for me, it's important that folks remember that. So it doesn't turn into just like, I got potent of five. I'm going to throw a light pole through the window. Like, I don't, you know, <laughs> those are fun games sometimes, but it's important to me to remember what the actual concept of the game is. And I think from the hunger dice perspective, you know, I, I like I've, uh, I've been to games where, you know, I've, I've sat down and they were like, well, you know, we don't use any kind of like morality. Like, don't worry about rolling for frenzy. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm going to go then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're not playing vampire. Later. Right. <laughs> right. Like, okay. So there's no consequences. All right. Well, I'm all set then. Thank you. Yeah. There's so many people that came up to um, our tables at, at the various conventions that we ran games at that have never played V5. <clears throat> Some of them were, I've, I'm a big fan of Bloodlines and I've never played a game of Vampire at all. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Other people are also fans of the actual play who have never played, but my favorite are the ones who are like those edition purists that are, I've been playing revised for X amount of years and I won't play any other edition or it's V20 or no edition at all. Yeah. Um, and then they sit down at our tables and they have a blast yeah. and they, they, because the system's intuitive. Yeah, not the tutor on um, either. It's just, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not us. It's definitely the system. <laughs> well, I'm a yeah, little, I mean, I'm a little silly with my games too. So I, it's horror, but we have fun. Yeah. You run a great game, man. It, I don't, I don't think that in any way, shape or form that fifth edition is perfect. Um, but I think, I don't. I I would be hard pressed to find perfection in any of the editions. Right. Like, oh, of course. Like every one of them has something where you know. Um, I was kind of talking about uh, my my scripts earlier, and I was kind of referencing how you know the the quote unquote new world of darkness came about after um, the Gehenna plot, and you know the old world of darkness sort of ended, uh, and people were just like anything they could find. Uh, to not like they that would be their their flag to plant, and I think yeah. that V V V V five has suffered from that a lot as well. Um, I've heard people so I've heard people complain that um, you know like I think I agree with you. Chicago by Night is amazing. So I good. think it's a great book, and I've heard people complain. Well, it's not consistent with you know the other V five books. It doesn't have the same feel. So what? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, so you're complaining because it's too much like the old stuff, like. I don't get it. Like there's a there's a piece in that book that I find is a really good example of a fix that is different than the rest. And I think this is a kind of one of the main 
one of the big like points of contention. It's like, okay, in B5, for example, in the core book, it says uh, that Nosferatu are no longer necessarily masquerade breaking, which allows us Nosferatu to go out in the world and to, without having to, um, you know, uh, turn invisible or, or change the shape of my face. I can be an ugly Nosferatu and people just think I'm just some ugly dude. Um, <clears throat> but Chicago by night introduced Nosferatu who were definitely masquerade breaking. Right. So, so one of the, it's like this one point that the V20 people have always said to me, just because I like Nosferatu and talking about Nosferatu, where they said, well, it's kind of silly. Like I can't have my, you know, a uh, boil covered glass skinned uh, Nosferatu with worms coming out of his ears anymore. Um, and Chicago by night says, well, no, you can. Right. Yeah. You definitely can. But you don't have to hide your Nosferatu in a trunk either. Yeah. If you don't want to. And I think that was kind of, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Do I keep cutting you off? <laughs> no, that's okay. We can't see each other. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it goes, to, it's hard to remember sometimes because you read something, it's a book about rules, right? And you're trying to follow those rules. So it right. seems like it automatically sticks in your head like, this is how I should be doing it. But <laughs> then you, you hear people like Jason Carl and people who, literally help write these books who are like, just do it your way. If you don't like right. something in the book, change it. You know, if you don't like yeah. something in the lore, change it, have your nose for <laughs> to be however you want them to be. Like, this is a right. fun <laughs> hobby. And I love it when they talk about the lore and people are, well, that happened this way. It's like vampires are unreliable narrators because they're all Let lying. Me sex you. Shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as someone who can actually prove that I've read all the vampire books, uh, yeah, they right. are inconsistent throughout. We're just gonna, <laughs> there is no no consistency. Gonna take well, look at, Ras- look at Ras- we needed uh, someone to validate this. <laughs> well, look at Rasputin, right? Like, mm-hmm. what clan is he? And nobody knows. Everyone's claiming it's his. It's right. theirs. He's he. What is he? Ventru? He's Malkavian. He's Dremere. <laughs> yeah, they they never they never tell you. Uh, and like the 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 beautiful conversation I had with Matthew Dawkins. I had that exact argument. I was like, but Nosferatu are supposed to be gross. And he was like, they can be. Just take a flop. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're right. You so okay. Well, so I was, there are different ways to play this. I mean, like we're, we all have this, the love this game that in every single core book has post has printed the golden rule. Right. Mm-hmm. No matter if, if, if make the rules work for you don't work for the rules right so if there's if you want to if you want to homebrew a little bit go for it if there's something in the, in the game that doesn't quite work out for you you're the G, you're the st you're the gm you know go with you know go with kane and and good luck to your table um even jason carl um who, whom you mentioned the you know so i i met him at pax unplugged and I tried my hardest, not the fanboy, um, <laughs> and had a conversation with him like a regular person. And he is a, a a great guy to talk to. And one of the things that he was telling me about was how he does the voice of the beast. And he says, you know, I'm I'm breaking a rule. You're not supposed to really do that. Like, it's not really part of the rules to have, you know, and I don't know if you've ever seen him run games on LA by night, but, you know, every time <clears throat> you gain a hunger die, Every time you fail a rouse check, um, you get more hungry and he has the beast talk to you I love that. from like inside your head. And it's amazing. It's such, it's such a great way to like have this narrative yeah. between 
the the kindred and and their beast that rides their and back. And everyone's beast can be different. Like, um, right. I think my Nosferatu in my game is very money focused, and I have him talk to him like he's a some kind of Brooklyn like investor. <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, you gotta, <laughs> you know, why don't you go over there and knock that guy's head off because you know a lot of money, and uh, if he has a bad day, then your stocks go up. <laughs> you know. Yeah, one one of the strategies I've I've used as a storyteller too is like um, you know, even even how a character frenzies may not be the same, you know, in, individually because I've always thought like, yeah, you know, the beast is a beast, but like just the same way, you know, like a Jason Carl might have the beast talk to you in your head and have like a certain personality, you know, the nature of how you exist, you know, the nature of your being. I think also kind of peppers how your beast would respond to things in a frenzy, you know? So right. like, yeah, there's no, like the rules are play the game and have fun, yeah. you know, however you choose to do it is great. Uh, my only, my only debate is when it's like genre breaking, you know, when it's right. like, it's like completely outside of, you know, when, when you, you go, where's the world of darkness in this? That's when I start to go, uh, all right. Like, I kind of have, I have that too. Like when when it feels to when it when it feels to, I don't know. I don't want to sound like an edge lord or anything, but when it feels <laughs> when th- when things feel too like soft yeah. in a in a vampire game especially and it's it, it's a way to play. And if you play that way, then more power to you and and right. th- it's your game. You can right. run it and play it however you want. But if it's when things get too like um high school WB drama, mm-hmm. I kind of go, well, okay, but yeah. like, where are we right now? Yeah. Like, too, like we're in the too world of Buffy darkness. the Vampire Slayer. Cause there, there's a game that you can play. That's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's like, it's there. You can go buy it. It's super yeah, it easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, then it's like, Oh, maybe this table isn't for me, you know, but right. they're playing it the way they want to play it. That's cool. And, and, yeah. And, and it's, I, I've had the same experience on the opposite end too, though, where I've played in a game and it was so like, incredibly ultra violent and just like yeah. zero ramifications and no consequence <laughs> where I was just like, uh, like the villains in the crow. <laughs> right. Like, like <laughs> what is happening here? Like, why is there only one police officer in the whole city? Yeah. Aren't there supposed to be more humans than right. you? What's yeah. happening? Didn't a building just blow up down the street? Like, why is the news everywhere? You know, it's like, <laughs> that's why I started to go, okay, this is a little crazy, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get, you know, upset about it, but it's just, for me, it's, it's like, it breaks the experience. Yeah. Although I, I do like if, you know, things do go south and the, uh, <laughs> it's sort of like, um, um, oh gosh, what's that game? We're like you, uh, Grand Theft Auto, where you br- <laughs> you break the law a couple of times, and all of a sudden you have the army after you, and it's like. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, I think everyone has their own style of play, but at the same time, you know, there is a theme, there's a tone, and there is a game that we're playing, and there are essentially kind of a certain level of rules you have to kind of keep. I like that in the book itself. It has a, uh, you know, the hey, have a session zero. And um, oh figure God, yeah. out what style of play everyone's cool with, because yeah. then from yeah. there you don't have this. Well, that was a surprise. <laughs> you know, yeah. I didn't expect us to that, be Buffy. Yeah. <laughs> that was something that I definitely had to learn after, like, I moved from Chicago to Indianapolis and started playing with like a whole new group of people. 
And I was yeah. like, oh, like these people, like it's not that they necessarily play completely different than me, but like I haven't played with them for 10 years and accumulated all of this experience with them to kind of know what's acceptable and what's not. Mm. So yeah, you know, and sat them down and was like, what's acceptable, what's not? And they were like, none of this and tons of this. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Hadn't thought of that, you know, stuff like that. It's, you know, it helps your experience. Thanks for listening to the 2D10 podcast. If you liked what you heard, check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out our YouTube channel, TWO, the letter D, T-E-N. Don't forget to spell it, you dumb dub. If you want to support us more, go to our website, utilitymuffinlabs.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next episode. <laughs> Don't judge me.